the retreat is not necessarily has to be place where you be retreat, but you retreat your mind from the retreat means sort of withdraw, isn't it? So you retreat your mind from those causes and conditions. And if you let it go without control, then there will be no end to it. Not only no end, it builds up more and more. If you drink, those of you, those, not those of you, I'm sorry, those of us, should say, who are alcoholic people, if you look at them, if not us, if you look at them, you know if they keep on drinking, then they keep on have to drink more and more and more. And if you let it go, they drink into 24 hours, keep on drinking, like the cigarette smokers too. If you let them do, and they keep on popping up the quicker and more, and the gap is shorter and shorter, they pick up more and more cigarettes, and all the time you see them, right? So the moment you see one cigarette is out, and then it's just a, again they pick up. And these things give you a little relief sometimes. If you have a tension or something, it looks like they give you a little relief. You say kick, right? You have that. They give you a kick. And I was in New York just last couple of days before. And um, the, one of our friends, the Italian um, painter, maybe he's going to hear the tape. <laughs> no, no, that's all right. That's all right. I told him that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> a very well-known painter and uh, his wife both came to see me. They've been constantly smoking cigarettes. They don't smoke before. I said, what's happening? And then he's somehow intense and he's saying all his, the agents are not paying him. <laughs> All the paintings been sold, but the agents are not paying. And so he started, keep on, for half an hour he might have used ten cigarettes, you know. Pop, 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 go on like this. <laughs> so if you started one, they go faster and faster and more and more. But if you put full stop somewhere, and you get a beginning. Right? You get a beginning. You get a beginning. I told him, I used to smoke about 30 cigarettes a day, 12 years. When I gave up the monk's vow, I went too extreme of rebuilding everything, whatever. You know, I want to do everything. I want to smoke cigarettes, I want to see everything. So I even tried this uh, marijuana. And then, so that was in Texas in 77, anyway. <laughs> After that, I had one in India, it's called Bajan, Bajan or something, the Indian name. And that was uh, given to me unknowingly because uh, the Indian business uh, guy, so he invited me and a Tibetan doctor for a breakfast. And um, we had a breakfast, and after the breakfast, uh, and then he, out of the refrigerator, they, somehow they're laughing a little bit, but. There's a true Indian ministers also. And he came on, the moment they came out, he said, no, 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 not me. He kept on saying that. It's this Indian sweet. They put that in the Indian sweet. You know, burfis, they call it, right? Indian burfis sweet. And they, they told me, this is prasad. Prasad means blessing food. They are brought from a lot of temples. You cannot refuse. You have to take it. So... They give us, and um, I realized I took a big piece, you know. 
and the doctor took also a big piece. He's going to check, check and then this guy said, um, you can take at least half of this, don't take all. And then he started talking in Hindi to other friends. He said, he has to see patients, don't, don't let him take it. <laughs> By that time, I already took some. Uh, sweet, you never notice, right? It could be like 9.30 or something, 10. And by 12, it's, everything's too clear for me, you know. I was sitting in the one room, I can hear what people are talking from the three, four rooms outside. And not only uh, talking there, but it looks like talking inside my ear. So then I realized, uh, what is that? So I was wondering, how is this Nadi system? You know, these central channels and chakras and how it is functioning. So I started having a sort of little opportunity to sit down and started thinking on it. And it's funny, you know, the things will come up like like that and everything pops up, you know, here you can really see clearly. So that's why I keep on telling in this, even the central channel, what they talk about, central channel. The, the books will tell you it is red and white, but when you, what I really is noticed is, you know, a sort of rusty color outside and uh, sort of greenish, the rusty reddish color inside and greenish outside. And also the thickness is slightly different, different than the, what the books tell you. So when you stop, like, you know, when you try to stop smoke, people say it's very difficult, it was very easy for me. I've, I looked back and I really smoked continuously for 36 or for 12 years. And then I had to go to Ladakh, accompanying a very well-known Rinpoche, young, not very young, but incarnate Lama, who is the head of one of the tradition called the Kajyuba tradition, not Kamagaju, it's the Dugungaju tradition. So he's the head of Dugungaju tradition. He was in Tibet. Then he escaped from Tibet, and his parents was in the United States, and he spent about a year here. Then he gone there because there's a, there's a large, large number of followers who belong in that tradition and tremendous amount of monasteries, uh, particularly in Ladakh and the northern India. So he's been the head of all. So they invited him and to go and visit those monasteries. He is, of course, a great incarnate Lama, but he did not have any, did have a very little opportunity for training and all this. So then they asked me if I go with him, accompany him, because you know, in certain monasteries they will request you to compose certain verses and which they will write a big thing and hang on the monastery, door or inside the temple or something. So you have to have the name written by so and so great lamas. So you have to have a certain, so they asked me if I can go, I said okay, I did. So in Ladakh, if you smoke, it is terrible. The culture of that particular land is they, they, they look down on the smoking person. Smoking, they, they sort of, they say, oh, he smokes cigarette. That means a person who is going through the street, and sort of, there's no, no respectable home, not even a home. You know, it's not the, ho not the homeless people here, it's different. It's a respectable people, economically just don't have a home. Here is other around, spoiled, rotten, rich family, children who refuse to go home, uh, just lie down in the street here and there, and these type of people, they go and smoke in the city, smoke cigarette in the street. That's just culture for that area. 
So I said, I have to give up the cigarette. So then I said, oh, it's a good opportunity for me to give up. So I was smoking one cigarette. But he said, yeah, if you're going to give up, go to the sort of, after this packet. I said, no, no. If I keep on waiting for this packet to finish, then I never stop. So then they said, this one smoke, when you finish this. And I thought about it, if I finish, let it finish this, then uh, it's not good. So I said, now. So I put it down, and that's that. And it's just, you feel like smoking for a couple of times, and I started thinking, well, how many hours I did not smoke? It was a little hard time. So am I just going to blow that hardship what I took two hours, just one puff, finish that? Better not, I'm not crazy, so I'm saying better not. So then the hours go longer, the days come, the weeks come, and the months come. When you see people smoking, you feel like a little bit smoking, but at the same time you tell, hey, how can you blow up that three weeks you didn't smoke? You are going to pop up one little thing and go, oh, I'm crazy, not do it. Better not do it, unless you're crazy. So tell yourself. And that's it. And after a little while, it's gone. It doesn't mean anything. So you have like, you know, 10 or 15 different people smoking, you don't feel like smoking at all. So that's how it is. So if you make the beginning, you can do it. That goes for ignorance even. And you have to make a beginning and try to keep it. If you can't keep it, don't give up. Try again. Try again. You may try 300 times more, maybe 3,000 times more you may start, but doesn't matter. Don't give up. That's what it is. That's where you begin when you try to change habit. So vows. Anything can help you. Commitments. Vows. Or go into temple. It's supposed to be like this. Or have a, keep a silent. Vows silent for 24 hours. Or things like that. Wherever the strongest attachment comes in, try to disconnect that and keep a time of disconnecting it. If it's food, if it's drink, if it's alcohol, cigarette, whatever it is, when you try to pull out, make a beginning, and keep the period of separating from that as long as possible. Make it longer, longer, and longer. And that's how you begin. Take a bow of not going to get angry for two hours. So things, something like that. The third cause, the second is the most important, and third is the friend. The friend will do a lot of difference. So if you try to do something good, you need support. The support system, let's call it, right? The Sangha, the support system. The Sangha, we refer people who come here and take interest and try to do good, we refer them as a Sangha. Those who have taken refuge to Buddha, Dharma and Sangha, great, but even not, those are the Sangha members. They help each other, give support, which is very important. The support, if you, if you don't have support, no matter how much you try, you have become harder and the difficulty, and you lose here, lose there, lose here, lose there, lose there. We have a saying in Tibetan, the vows are gone gradually, like, you know, the air out of uh, a balloon. There used to be a little, you know, grass, 
and uh, some kind of little puppy thing which has air in that. And if you squeeze it, gradually air will go. We call them a uh, bellow. Yeah, bellow. The air of the bellow loses gradually, like the vow of... <laughs> uh, I want to say the, the next one, line, anyway. The, so, so if you lose gradually, and then you lose gradually, you know, so the, that is the, the where the, the support system comes in, the Sangha support. We try to help you, try to encourage you. So time to time, because you know, no one is perfect. So when the, this other person needed more, the other person, will, people will come and try to encourage and give support. The turns will go around. Everybody have a time when you needed something. So it should go around. These are the basic principles of the Sangha community even. That is how you give. And if you have, if you have a wrong friend, a bad friend, then it has become a condition to grow, it becomes a stronger condition to grow those negative forces within you. There was an example all the Tibetan tradition, this teaching tradition always give. There's a village called Pembo, in that's about the north of Lhasa. And there's a one little mountain which crossed, they call Yukam Pembo. So in Pembo, there's a monastery here called Rading, where this Kadam tradition teachers have a lot of them come. So there's a, there's a friend here who used to drink all the time, who's alcoholic and a non-alcoholic. Two of them friends, belong to the same village. So the alcoholic ones gone to this reading where there are a lot of Kadamba teachers available at that time. And this non-alcoholic guy gone to Lhasa, the capital, where all these activities going on. So they parted for a little while about a year or so. After that, they got together to Pembo back. So the guy who used to be the alcoholic, who went to the monastery, coming back, and he's no longer drinking at all. Those who never used to drink, this guy went to Lhasa, he's become alcoholic and came back. So that is the, how the friends influences. So the friend is very important. <coughs> it is a good thing that you like at somebody, but it's also important to say what that person do to you. You have to consider whether you're going to get a good gift or bad gift. A lot of people will think, I am going to influence him or her. That's not necessarily true. In order to get influence him or her, you have to compromise halfway through. Right? So, you have to really see it very carefully. You have to have the right friend. That is very important. The wrong friends can give you tremendous amount of uh, harm. Remember, we've been talking the ignorance. Even during the ignorance, we talked. Some people understood totally wrong, but it's been determined and they say, what I understand is right. If you have a, such a friend, where are you going to land it? So Buddhists have a name for this, called non-virtuous friend. So one earlier teacher, one disciple has asked one of the teachers, and he said, how does this non-virtuous friend come in? And the teacher replied, 
non-virtuous friend will not come with the horns on the head and no one will claim I'm your non-virtuous friend. And if they will come as a friend who care for you, who love you, who wants, uh, who care for you in that manner, so they will come and give you a lot of advices. And that, that is the, how the non-virtuous friend will come. Non-virtuous friends can create tremendous doubt within your mind. That's the number one place. And number two, uh, they will say, everything is okay. It's interesting. When I give up my vow, and when I become a lay person, when I give up my vow, I was very afraid of seeing my teachers for a year. I'm being avoiding, you know, except the correspondence, but otherwise I'm not avoiding. And I meet other people, and um, very few of them tell me, you made a mistake. Very few of them tell me. number of them told me, it's the right thing to do. <laughs> they said, it is, it is common. It is nothing unusual. A lot of people do it. It is the conditions like this. We are no longer in Tibet. And it is not in the old Tibet. That, that's the way how to do. That's right. <laughs> they sort of encourage you. And uh, one of them even told me, what I was laughing, he said, one of them even told me, Tava lava, ka lava, cha lava, tsikba lava, tunga lava, kusu kundare. So, tava we use the word, when they give up the robes, we say tava is this fall, or fall from the monkhood. So this guy is telling me, falling from the monkhood, falling the pillar, falling the wall, falling, tava lava, ka lava, cha lava, tsikba lava. The, the, all of them, he says, it is happens and always happening and there's nothing unusual, you don't have to feel bad, nothing like that sort of thing. And that's what they tell you sometimes. So maybe it is non-virtuous friends, try to protect you, support you, and saying that this is nothing unusual, it is a, it is happened and it is happening and nothing to be surprised. And one of them even said, there's something to fall, that's why it's fall or something. <laughs> so all of those. So this is how the non-virtuous friends will probably say things. Salat doesn't matter if you have to, if you can't help it, you should do it. And uh, things like that encourage you under the pretext of uh, helping you, be kind to you on that. And that's the non-virtuous. That might not be that harmful, but as harmful is if you created doubts. And then you, you, you also sometimes become nowhere, neither here nor there. And the spiritual path is such a thing, unless you really follow one nice path, uh, before you follow it, you check everything. Once you like it, you probably have to follow it properly, rigorously for a while, because otherwise if you try to be everything, uh, you're going to be a strange Buddha later, you know. That is possible. So because that is the that is the cause what you are what you are creating. If you have a mixed milkshake, then I'm not sure uh, what kind of Buddha you become later. So that's that's that. And especially when the society, the time and the conditions of the place where you are, 
and when the society do society in general if they are doing something wrong and then uh, then it's also funny they tell you a story this is in a, in a one place earlier in tibet somewhere everybody is drinking heavily except the ruler of that land so the people of that place thought this ruler is uh, not correct not right because uh, he's mad he's crazy he's not drinking he's crazy so they sort of throw him out of the village completely so because he's crazy is why he's crazy why he's crazy he's not drinking <laughs> so everybody else is drinking so he's the only ones not drinking they kick him out so they say he's crazy so in reality he's not right so this is sort of thing sometimes it happens but on the other hand if the society in total in that way you have to go along with that i believe because in jidanta we kunzo malajis so if you try to go against the society totally you may find little difficulty is nothing wrong with that you can do it but it may be very difficult unless you are very brave person otherwise you may go along with that but you should know what you're doing it so anyway so the friend then of course the fault the wrong encouragement i mean it's almost the wrong friend and then wrong encouragement wrong encouragement and also i mean they give you time like if you keep on reading all the time the john wein like you, we have it in tibet and we have kesars and you know it it is a very unfortunate i may say this but it is not easy for me to say because a number of people there are quite a number of people particularly in the west they think kesar is uh, some products now it is nothing but the john wayne of tibet they made and some very interesting people very brilliant people created some fantastic war stories fighting between this group that group and they call it a nation and uh, so they made this a big uh, sort of novel i mean to me it's more or less no- it's not absolutely novel there was something happened you know some people there they even contribute that to uh, our logi the shoras manifestation and this and that and so i'm not sure whatever it is but the majority of it it is just the john wayne stories and people love to read that in tibet love to read and there are people comes into trance even and the countless stories like that they wear some funny dresses and some kind of a spirit gets in and they will tell you countless stories like this for weeks like three weeks four weeks after that you get a couple of bombs more and you know they say we went in that place and we wanted to fight on this these are the, our enemies they came up there and they sing these songs and then they'll talk to you know long sort of talking between and then suddenly they, somebody running with a horse and throwing the throw on his spear and cutting the two through whatever that type of story kasar we call it kasar epics and then but now i found in the in some of the tibetan buddhist followers in the united states are actually following that and as a beginning as some kind of or becoming projects now and so i mean so that's why i can't say much but in particularly in this book it's mentioned here too you know that's why i just picked it up this 
So that's what it is. It's some kind of becoming a practice, you know. And there are, are people who are working very hard translating those Kesar things in English. And the publishing it, editing it, professors. That is for literature, yeah, great, but uh, otherwise I think it's a waste of time for spiritual part. So that sort of things will make you more angry. And so then you, know, you want to sort of you know, gain in the loss and becomes very anxiety on that and builds you up. And that just enforces the negativity like that. The fifth one is the habit. The habit. So the habit, we have a very strong habit brought from the beginning of beginning of beginningless, whatever it is, from that time onwards until today. We have the strongest habit, and that's why people learn without any efforts. But when you have to do something good and positive, we have to put a lot of efforts. The other things effortlessly come. Right? I mean, that's true. I always say, you don't have to learn how to get angry. It will come. You don't have to learn how to be mean, even. You can be. You don't have to learn how to get jealous. All of them is automatically built in with us. That is nothing but a habit. So we're used to it. Life before this. Life Lives and lives before this, continuously, even within this life. That's what happened. Some of the kids, you don't have to teach them how to steal. They go and steal. And some of the kids, you try to try not to see certain shows in television. You try to put them aside and take some books away from them. Try to, try to make sure they don't see it. But they learn, they, they know more than you do. So all of them are habit. So because habit, they immediately builds up. In the little condition, they have that anywhere. The society provides that. So little condition, bad habit, picks up and grows. And that goes for the negative and positive both. So though we, I introduce you here, these causes are as how it grows, the negative thing grows. Likewise, the positive things grow within the same way. Well, it's getting little over the time, so I'll stop here tonight. And uh, so we talk about the need. We begin to talk, what can we do? And we get some. And then what are the negatives? And uh, what are they recognized? And now we talk that what are the causes of how and how it grow within us. Next time I'll tell you, the faults of the negative, what that affects to the individual. That's it.